Hello, everyone, and welcome to Chai with Rai, a life and culture podcast diving into the mindset and the business of being a creative. I am your host, Rai, and each week I bring you a guest or a fruitful message from the creative industry, all while sipping and spilling some hot garam chai. Now, if you haven't done so, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. If you love this podcast and are listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, or wherever you are streaming this podcast from, if you could do me a kind favor and make sure to rate the podcast comment and share it on your stories and social and spread the word it organically grows the show and connects us with listeners who haven't tuned in before and overall as i always say it just shares the love also if you haven't done so already you can now become a patron aka a supporter of chai with rye by signing up on patreon for five pounds or as i love saying it in this accent five dollars and fifty cents each month your subscription will help support the show but also get you exclusive things such as a 24-hour link to the unedited, unfiltered video version of the show before it goes live on all podcast streaming platforms, shout out in the show of your comments and of yourself, exclusive opt-ins to any of the guest projects. I'll put the link for the Patreon channel in the description of the episode, so make sure to check that out. As we take a break from our full-length episodes, I wanted to bring some snippets from previous episodes on the mentality around success as a creative. What our versions of success should be, look and feel like. I have really been questioning what success means recently. The viability of being a creative, the mindset on how to help navigate the times where I'm super busy and feel wanted, but then also what to work with when I'm not auditioning or producing work. I also have been navigating thoughts around the digital space we live in and how to use social media as an effective tool to spread the message of this podcast, my work, and even who I am as an artist so that I get myself work and my community. So the following snippets, I hope, give some wisdom into that for you as they did for me. I'm going to link in the bio full episodes from each snippet, so make sure to check that out. Let me know what stood out to you in this podcast and what was most effective to you. Let me also know what else you would like to listen on, what sort of guests you would like, what sort of topics you would like to dive in. I really love hearing from you guys. It really helps the podcast grow and cater that experience to you guys as creatives and getting into the business and the mindset. But without further ado, let's get ready. Warm up that cuppa and dive right in. So... I, I, it's almost like I'm going backwards in terms of what people think success is. So for me, success is fluid. Yes, when I started out, I was like, no, I'm going to win an Oscar and I'm going to be super successful. And now it's like success to me is consistency and finding the joy in my work. Even if I'm doing the same character every single day, if I can find another angle, if I can find another facet of that character and play with it and like delve into it, and if I wake up every morning after like a 15 hour shoot day, the next day, go back to the same set with the same people with the same character and I'm looking forward to it, that's all I need. I think a lot of like the semantics and the language that we use, I think it's it's going to actually when when does one use that for themselves and when is that asked of when somebody else places you in that position? So like I never thought of myself as entry emerging or established that's always measured by <laughs> by the people exactly yeah. or or institutions or whatever the setup is like i i'd say on like actively kind of good going seeking out directing jobs like assistant directing jobs was only back in 2017 and i think and then and then i did do some freelance directing jobs prior to that but they were i was never a direct i never 
pitched myself as a director I was a facilitator also I think that like especially in West Yorkshire and I think around the country but the scene was very different 10 years ago um even like you know 15 years ago like there was lots of creative artistic jobs happening actually facilitating projects and I think that's shifted <laughs> loads so and even now I was like actually we're always I'm always learning so I think if one to call like yourself established I don't I don't know what that means yeah I think one could say, oh, you're established because you're an associate director in an organization. Okay, if that's what the measure is, like that's not my metrics. If that's somebody else's metrics, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. But I think this narrative, I think it's, it's the language that we use. Like in all serious, like I think it comes back, like the language that the theatre, not just the theatre industry, like I think like just the language that we use for certain groups of people. Yeah. It's just like, it's deeply problematic. Okay. And that that needs to change. Yeah, it was a really weird situation to be in because Casualty was my first TV job and they'd contact contracted me for a year. Mm. So that was already sitting weird for me because I, I'm an actor because I love variety. I can't, I don't enjoy doing the same thing for a long time. Like even getting up at the same time every day bugs me, like having to do that. And so it was incredible, the most amazing opportunity, but I sort of knew that I wanted to get out while the party was still good. You know, what, the, what whatever that saying is, like, leave while the party So many people good. say it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that is really what I experienced there. Because I was, like, I got so much story. I Like, in my one year there, I was involved in, like, main storyline the whole time, which is so rare. And I knew if I stay, it's not necessarily going to be like that. And then am I going to get, uh, you know, like, itchy feet and start to resent it, which I would hate because... I've, I've left like with such love for it, but I did leave at the right time. But like you, you hearing it, the podcast with Adele, like she says it as well. We got a shock. You go from getting, you know, call sheets every night, people mm. like people knowing when, you know, letting everyone know when you're going for a wee, like people yeah. need to know where you are all the time to like, you're just at home and like no one's checking where you are. No one, it was really weird. So yeah, it felt like it did feel like feasts or famine. And now I've kind of, gone through so much since leaving that I feel like I finally found a good balance where I'm like I kind I kind of enjoy the I'm gonna regret saying this I kind of enjoy the feast or famine don't get me wrong give me jobs but like <laughs> it's <laughs> it's nice when it's quiet because that's where the creativity comes that's where like writing and making my own stuff and like holidays you know like not being terrified to book a holiday in case you book a job like I finally found a good balance and I feel like the peaks and troughs of the feast or famine is just normal for, for it, you know. I think we're, we're of a weird generation where when we were training and growing up, social media, at least Instagram didn't exist. Like Facebook was a thing that was new when we were in like, I don't know, high school, middle school, something like that. And so a lot of our training was devoid of like how people get like, or, or the major way that people think about getting found nowadays. Like we built a lot of our training and a lot of the mentors we look up to build their careers before any of this like social media existed. So like we're this weird generation where like our models of like people who are successful and like kind of the people we aspire to be like have a way of building their careers that's through just like a completely different methodology than like what a lot of people of our generation but also younger than us like have used to build their careers. Because if like you look at our social media, like our social media picks up like dust compared to like most people, right? Like a lot of like the famous dancers of the world have like hundreds of thousands or millions of followers. And like, we don't come even like a percentage of a point close to that. And yet, you know, we're like, 
booking all this crazy work and doing a lot of like different stuff. And we've talked a lot about like we're being in our generation of feeling this disparity between like, wait, we're both doing some really awesome work, but also like you know the generation under us, like some of the kids we teach have like twelve times the number of social media followers that we do nine. <laughs> and you're like, wait a second, like how how does this all work? And so I think the biggest change at least. I I've seen, I know Ruth and I've both talked about this, so I usually don't like to speak for both of us, but I will. <laughs> We're like, it's like up to like, what is the difference between like the social media presence of what people see of your career and like what actually to you is your career and like how you define success? Because like I was complaining to it about with Ruth yesterday, I was like, there are some days where like if I didn't have social media, I would be so happy with my career, but like for some reason because I see what other people are like presenting or posting, I get a sense of like. Oh, but they're doing this other thing, even though that's not something that I want to do. And so, like, how do we teach? I think the biggest thing I worry about with like upcoming generations of artists is how do we teach them to find their version of success, devoid from what the rest of the world thinks about their career? Because like, if your whole family is happy with your career, but you aren't, then like, who cares?、Um, and so, I think that's like something I I struggle with right now, and I'm like trying to figure out where I lie in the spectrum of like. You know, do I post these things on social media? But it's not about social media. But social media is important for your career, and so how does it all fit in? So that's, I think, a big change that we have been witnessing. But TikTok just made it even, even more so of a change. So, Ramita, for you, <laughs> <laughs> I there is this idea of like, like you're either working or you're not working, and you're either successful or you're not. Successful. I, I like just, I just like think that's all fake. It's like the whole idea of like starving artist mindset is just.、Um, A myth that like if if you if you make that your reality then it's your reality if you don't it's not I don't know I think like there are so many ebbs and flows what's helped me most is like I I have filled up my life with so and because too like we judge and we teach and we perform and we do you know commercial work we do theater work like everything we have convert like there are so many different projects and all of them are exciting and fulfilling in really different ways so. I don't. Know, I honestly don't feel that like super high, and then like, oh, I feel like I'm like scrambling to search for a new thing. Like, and with our with our side jobs, like I think we、um, do a lot of things, but we built this like really nice set. It doesn't feel like like time, honestly. Like it feels like you know, even if it's you know what we're doing for a big chunk of time is like teaching. We both love that, like teaching on conventions. Teaching, teaching kids and choreographing like that's we love that stuff. I, again, don't want to speak for a class, but we, <laughs> like we love that stuff. Like performing is one. It's so it's like chapters more than like okay, this is, I'm working and I'm doing really well, and then I'm not and I'm bored. And I feel lucky that like my side job and arts work, like all those things, I also really love. Fuel me just as much. So like I really don't feel if it's like if I'm performing one week, like it's an extra bonus, but I don't feel like oh, okay, then I'm. And I like am unhappy or anything. So I think that, and that was not always the case. Like I think I had to build out that like net of just consistency、um, and putting my hands in a lot of different like pockets. But that's what's helped me is just like having a baseline of like consistency. Yeah, I think for me, the thing I've learned from the like typical peaks and valleys of an arts career, and as we've kind of like climbed the ladders, so to speak, is that like. Just because you're doing work doesn't always mean you're happy. If、yeah. that makes sense, and I think we, no matter where you are in your like rung of the performance ladder, you always think the people who you see as more successful than you are happier because they're doing that you want to be doing. When that's like often not actually true. Like I 
I'm sure Ramita can speak to jobs, which might have looked fantastic on her resume, but she hated. Like, for me, like, J. Crew paid me amazingly, got featured everywhere, but, like, literally did the Shim Sham, which is the Tap Dance National Anthem, <laughs> for, like, five, and I did it for 10 hours. Like, and, like, this was not fun. Like, it just wasn't. But, like, I can easily see that, like, another Tap Dancer looking at me was, like, oh my God, he must be so excited that he's on all the social media and got this fantastic opportunity. And like, I'm grateful, but it also, I didn't like come home from that and was like, I want to do that for the rest of my life. Like I was like, mm. that's fun, but like check, did a commercial, let's move on. And vice versa, there are things that we can't always show the world, which actually really creatively inspire us. And I think like what Convergence turned into is like a fantastic example of that. Like when we created that Alaripu video, neither of us were like, okay, so the plan is we're going to create this video and then we're going to get a residency and then we're going to have a company and we're going to perform at Lincoln Center. Like, no, we were just like, here are these two fun things. We literally almost didn't release the video because we thought it was so bad, but like we just did it because, and for each project that like might have something to show for it, there's like 10 others that you do that like, might not have had something to show or you might be able to show it later or like whatever. But like, that's a lot of the work too. Similar to like a startup in the tech world where like once they announce that they have a product, they've already been working for like two or three. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing as an artist, right? But like, I think because a lot of people don't get that, it's hard to explain. Like I'm working on this thing that I can't quite show you yet. But like, or like with Stomp, I was working with them for two months and learning the show before I could like announce that I was performing. So I think like that's the, the thing to learn is like the things that the rest of the world sees as the ebbs and flows are not always your creative ebbs and flows. And so as long as you're investing in the things that you feel creatively positively about, which might be the things you've been working on, but sometimes it also means taking a step back from the things that you have been doing for so many years because now they don't fit in your creative vision. That's I think how you maintain like your happiness because if your happiness is solely based off of the successes of like the audiences or whatever, then like you're always going to feel unhappy because like somebody's mm -hmm. going to your performance, right? Um, and then like if that's your whole self worth, like that's a really bad. Thing. So I know like both of us do a lot of like life mapping and career mapping about like what do I want from my career? Like how do each of the puzzle pieces fit into this? And if they don't, like how do I exit the space in like respectful way while like moving on to something that more aligns with whatever my like vision for myself is? Uh, so the only thing that's constant in this world is like change, really. Um, as long as you're like willing to accept that, it helps you feel comfortable. Well, everyone, that brings us to the end of the episode. I hope you enjoyed that. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe so you never miss out. And don't forget to rate and comment on whichever platform you're listening this episode on. You can also become a patron and a supporter of the show by subscribing for as small as £5 or as I love saying $5.50 on Patreon. I will put the information of the artist on the episode and any of the links in the description of this episode. So make sure to check that out. But as of now, I will leave you as I always do. Breathe in and breathe out. <sighs> Namaskar, which means now I must go. That is copyrighted and I will sue. <laughs> Until next time, stay curious. <laughs>